So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com podcast listeners welcome to the six figure photography podcast i'm your host ben hartley thank you so much for tuning in so much for uh for taking the time to care about your business really i mean that's what this is for the the entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business and so the fact that you're listening that means so much it means that you're dialed in it means that you're committed and that you're excited to take this opportunity that you have to design the life that you want to live and so the really cool thing about this podcast is you know every now and then i i, I do these kind of solo shows uh, kind of bringing some of um, my experience, my ideas, my failures uh, to the forefront from you for you guys. But then other times, I have the opportunity to interview uh, incredible industry experts that I that I guess I otherwise would have never had the chance to connect with and and to hear their stories, and then to be able to bring them to this large audience. A lot of times, this is the content that you've got to wait to go to a conference or a workshop, or uh, you know, to actually like take this in. And so it's so exciting uh, today to have Mark Silber with us, you guys. Um, this is actually the second time that Mark has been on the podcast, and anytime we get someone who's just really good, uh, you know, there's like they they're not, they don't stay in one place. They keep producing. They keep making. <laughs> they keep evolving. Right. Yep. And this is what Mark Silver is up to. Uh, so I'm I'm going to explain a little bit uh, about Mark here, and then we're going to dive into uh, a really powerful concept that we actually don't talk too much about uh, on the podcast, uh, which is actually creativity. Which is actually just the the like the 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 discovery, the enjoyment, the embrace of being an artist. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. 
Presto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. So, so Mark, Mark is the author of, first off, this is his fourth book. Mark just, he's, he's about to drop this fourth book, but he's the author, first off, of the number one bestselling book, Advance Your Photography. He's an award-winning professional video producer, photographer, and educator who's been successfully working in this field for decades. Pause on that note. This is what I love, you guys. Like, it's uh-huh. awesome having these, like, young cats come in and talk about, like, uh, I don't know, whatever is currently, like, like going on, like, right now, or, or, or maybe it's not even going on, it's in the horizon. But I love getting the chance as well to talk to people who've just, like, like they, they've held their ground. Right, like they've stood the test of time. This industry is like it comes and it goes with the wind. I swear, there's new photographers and they leave, and there's new photographers and then poof, they're gone again. And so, anytime I see a photographer who stuck around for decades, that says so much not just about uh, their their work and their drive, but about their character. This is why I'm excited to have Mark uh, back on uh, on the show. He started out learning uh, darkroom skills, uh, the basics of photography at Peninsula School in Menlo Park, California, back in the 60s. He moved on to hone his skills uh, uh, to professional standards, which I'm going to call BS here, Mark. I bet you were still professional standards back when you were in California. But anyhow, uh, over at the San Francisco Art Institute. Uh, And more recently, he started a YouTube channel, um, his YouTube show, uh, Advance Your Photography. You guys got to check that out as well. We will get links in the show notes. Mark, how you doing, man? Ben, I'm doing great. And uh, thanks for that warm introduction. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to meet you again for our second show. And it's, it's always fun talking to you. You guys, uh, Mark is his, you're sounding so good over there. And it sounds like he's healthy and strong. You guys may have picked this up a little bit. I'm a little under the weather. I've got (laughs) a little stuffed up, but you know what, Mark, the show goes on, right? The show show must must go on. on. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) So you'll have to give me a little grace here. But when you reached out to chat about your book, so I want to read the, the, the entirety of the book, like in terms of like the, the, the title here, because this is what got me excited. So the book is called Create. Tools from seriously talented people to unleash your creative life. And Mark, co- correct me if I'm wrong. When I was reading, uh, uh, like through the the uh, what's it called the uh, 
Table uh, of contents. Yes, exactly. The table of yeah. contents of the book. I got this overall sense that this is a book that that is going to uh, re-enliven, uh, rediscover, help to kind of rejuvenate, or even just to give you like uh, permission to embrace the artist within you, like permission to create, to enjoy making things. Is that accurate? Where where, where does that need refined? I would go probably beyond permission. It's sort of like kicking the door in, you know. It, I think all of us have suffered to one degree or another from some sort of fatigue or burnout or uh, whatever you might run into in terms of your creativity. And what I'm trying to do is just totally kick the, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't swear on your podcast. because yeah, well, Who says who? <laughs> I could go kick the shit out of those excuses. There you go. And, you know, because that's what they are. They end up being excuses. And I even talk about how we become hypnotized in our adult lives. Hey, hey, look what happens with kids. You've got two kids, right? Three, actually. I got, I got the twin two-year-olds, uh, Lex and Colt, and then I got a four-year-old daughter, B. Oh, man. That you're a, you're a busy dude. I know what that's like. I have, <laughs> I have a whole handful of kids. They're all old now, but... I know what it's like raising those guys, but you know, one of the things, and we're just jumping right into this, but um, one of the people that I interviewed, actually a couple of them mentioned this, that, you know, children, you don't have to teach them how to be creative. They're just naturally creative. All you have to do is kind of like steer them in the right direction, give them some tools here and there and let them go. Yeah. And, and that that's from people like David Campbell, who, is a multi, multi award-winning musician and producer. And his son happens to be Beck, you know, the recording artist. Oh, yeah. And Beck is phenomenal. I love his music. And he he talks about how when Beck was like six or seven, you know, he was learning music and David would kind of try to steer him in a certain direction. And then Beck would say, well, why do I have to do it that way? Why can't I do it this way? And David listened to it and went, Go for it, man. That's better than what I could have done. Yeah. So well, we're trying to unleash that that same sort of you know creative urge that we had as children, but why not have it as an adult? Yeah. Well, I imagine there's someone driving their car right now, gripping their steering wheel really tightly, and they're screaming exactly why they can't have it right now. Yeah. And I'm going to reach out to that person because I think that you know I think a lot of the listeners they're they're working a full time job and they're trying to build the photography business up to a point that that's sustainable. Right. And so we've been so we've, our heads have been down so focused on client acquisition and so focused on trying to figure out just like how to stay afloat that I think at times we've, you know, it's like there's been, we, we haven't given ourselves time to, to, uh, to enjoy it anymore. It's kind of sucked to drive. Like shake your head, like nod your head for me right now. If you're listening and you feel like, I'm not sure if I really even enjoy this or maybe honestly, maybe the business is thriving, right? Maybe you're like killing it, yeah. but, uh, but it's lost. It's, it's wonder. Lost you know? its loving you, feeling. Yeah. What do you say? Let's, those are two different <laughs> kind of categories here. Let's well, go the route of the person who's just like, they're, um, they're so concerned with the business side of things that, 
the art has kind of lost its magic. It turns into a, a nine to five job. Yeah, like, exactly. Did well, you get a chance? Yeah. So the format of the book, by the way, so you got a chance to interview like, uh, like, like world's top photographers, filmmakers, like, like Grammy award winning people, right? Yeah. So did anybody encounter this? Did you did you get a chance to hear from people who like oh, went through that phase? We talked about that constantly. Everybody, almost everybody, brought it up. You know, listen. One of the things I wanted to dispel. Let's take Chris Burkhart. Now, if you don't know who Chris Burkhart is, go to Instagram right now and search for him because he's got over 3 million followers. And the guy is I'm doing this right now, just so you know, Mark. He's just, he's, (laughs) look at his work. It just blows your mind. Your eyeballs jump out of your head. And I interviewed Chris nine, 10 years ago, actually, 2009. So he's 33 now. So what was he? You know, he was 23, 24. And he was an up and coming guy. But he said in his interview that he, his, his arriving at a kind of a place where he is now was a 12 year overnight success. Yeah. And, you know, this is what happens. Talk to Chase Jarvis. He, you know, he mentioned that you, you got to, first of all, there's two parts that you got to work hard at this thing because it is work. And sometimes it's harder work than sitting at a job and getting a paycheck, right? You can kind of zone out, not pay attention and still get paid. But when you're building your own career as a photographer, you cannot do that. You you have to stay awake at the wheel and you can't let it run on auto autopilot because autopilot will just fly you right off the road and you won't even know how you got there. So that's where creativity, look, every part of a business, every part of a career as an artist, you have to be creative. And that's in your marketing and that's in your sales and that's in all that other stuff that we may not even want to do, but we have to do like organizing your studio, you know, getting, getting your equipment in good shape, um, keeping, if you have other people working with you, keeping that team happy, those are all creative activities. Hmm. And what I was trying to really bring about in the book was the idea that life itself, and this may be something that we sounds like a pipe dream and maybe it is, but I still want to aspire to it. Life could be a 24 seven creative process. So let me ask you a follow up on this. So there's kind of this, this, um, terminology of like, you know, being a creative entrepreneur or even like the creative economy, uh, being a certain like industry. Have you heard those phrases before? Sure. Yeah. So is your suggestion then that everything is creative? Every part of, you know, what we're doing, ultimately you could boil it down to some form of creativity. And, and one of the things, one of the, one of the biggest barriers that people run into is they feel they don't have time to be creative. And that can happen to us in a, in a creative business, right? We get so mired down, like you said, and trying to find that next client or, you know, how are we going to pay the friggin' bills? Or I just bought a whole boatload of equipment because I thought I really needed it and turned out it's now, now my six month thing on PayPal, you know, where you get interest free for six months, it's hitting me right in the face and I got to yeah. pay it or, you know, all that stuff that we have to deal with it still boils down to if you're going to overcome that, you, you have to come about it. You have to come at it with a creative attitude. So that, that statement of 
I don't have time to be creative, right? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who feel that. I, specifically, there's probably a lot of parents right now who are, who are feeling that way. Certainly a lot of moms, but l- yeah. listen, there's dads out there too that are staying at home with the kiddos and they're they're looking at the clock and they're they're counting down the the minutes until nap time where they can dart over open up lightroom <laughs> and start ripping into some images you know oh boy I've so been do you have any, i mean uh you know what do you say to the person who comes to you they they read your book they, they shoot you dm and they're like mark i don't have time i don't have time i don't have time well i wrote a whole chapter about that ben because i figured look this is going to come up over and over again let's just Let's just seal the deal here and nail it. So basically, here's the here's the thing. You have to regard time like you regard money. You have a certain amount of it to spend, but you have to invest it wisely. And too many of us are squandering, wasting our time with what? Guess what? Some kind of screen or another. And, you know, if we can get off that screen addiction a little bit, and budget our time. And I actually give you a little time budget that you can figure your daily schedule out. You'll find you have extra time if you're not wasting it on stuff that has no return. And if you think of time like money, like if you uh, took your, your annual income and you wasted two thirds of it or a third of it or a quarter of it, whatever it was, you know, you're going to feel really unsatisfied. It's like going out and eating junk food. You're just going to feel bad. It might have a momentary like buzz to it, but you're going to feel like, boy, I really wish I ate something of nutritional value. And using your time requires that same mindset. You can't just sort of let it erode and get eaten up by, you know, getting on a computer you know, web surfing adventure or whatever, you know, you have to recover moments of creativity from all sorts of different activities. And I talk about that. Yeah. I, uh, just out of curiosity, I'm, I'm just, you know, let's go really practical with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, are there, are, are there any tools or, or techniques or even just like I, ideas, mantras, like, um, that, that you encourage people to consider to use or to practice or to implement that actually would help with that apart from just going cold Turkey and, you know, doing that long hold press on your iPhone until the little X pops up over Instagram and then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like just removing the app. Uh, Or is it, is this just about will? Is this just about really like knowing what you want and being committed? Well, both. And there are some practical things to do, you know, from the philosophical standpoint, here's a couple of quotes out of my book. It's not about having time. It's about making time. If it matters, you'll make it. That's an unknown author. And the thing is we have to make time. You know, Ansel Adams said, you don't take a photograph, you make it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And time is the same thing. If you, if you really want to end up, hey, writing a book, it's not easy. It takes time and it takes work and you've got to be disciplined and you've got to write every day. Um, Stephen King, who I mentioned in here, you know, he said, look, he writes 2,000 words every single day. 2,000 words. Sit down at a typewriter or a computer sometime and write 2,000 words and see how long it takes you. Yeah. And and this guy pounds out 2000 words every day. 
Jack London, you know, the amazing um, adventure writer, he wrote 1,500 words generally in the morning. And then he, he went out after that and just played and had fun and or ran his ranch or whatever he was doing. But here's another quote. This is from Stephen Covey, who's a, a, he writes a lot of business kind of philosophical stuff. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. You see, that's a different point of view. Schedule your priorities means what is my priority today? If you're running a business, well, for sure, you've got to put in there uh, keeping the business healthy and alive which means, you know, making sure you've got enough clients to pay the bills and pay yourself and, you know, be productive. So that's got to be in your priority list. But you've also got to keep that creative spark going. I actually track something really interesting in my career of video, commercial video production. And I noticed that every day that I did something to advance my skills, my business did better. And that might be assigning myself reading. So I might read, you know, a chapter out of a book like the three, the five C's of cinematography, which is a classic. Um, and it takes some real serious concentration when you're reading it. It's not a novel. You know, you're reading about a technical skill, yeah. but I noticed that as long as I kept my skills advancing, my, business would advance along with it. And that's not some mystical thing. People hear that in your voice. You know, when you're, when you're calling a prospective client, you're talking to them, they can tell if you're burnout or you're flat or you're really excited, you know, that comes across and there's that magnetic quality that goes along with it. So creativity is not just a, a nice thing to do. It's actually a, an essential ingredient it's like a business kit. strategy. Yeah, it's a business strategy. It's in your toolkit. It's right up there on the top shelf of that toolkit too. All right, everyone. I got to take a quick break here uh, to let you guys know about something that is coming up. It's relatively urgent. It's coming up October 24th through the 26th. And I need you to pay attention because at the end of this, I've got a promo code that will get you free registration for it. Uh, here's the deal. I go to a lot of conferences. I go to a lot of workshops, uh, all that kind of jazz. And it's important. It's so important because you've established a solid career. But these days, like it's tough. It's hard to actually shine out among the growing competition. You've got to keep evolving your game. What are you doing to stay up to the latest trends, technologies, techniques to continue to stay competitive? You guys, there's a thing I'm going to tell you about called Photo Plus. All right, you can get the full spectrum, the full picture at Photo Plus. It's a three-day photography and videography event that is going to expose you to uh, to everything you need to improve your business and then hone your craft. One of my favorite things about it is, yes, you've got all like the gear stuff, right? You, so you get to try it. You get to get your hands on the latest gear on all the manufacturers to connect these people, hear practical tips, tricks about how to use this equipment. But one of my favorite things is that uh, all these interactive sessions, all of the, all of the education, the training, it is held by experts 
at the exhibitor booth, like directly in the booth. You don't have to register for classes and go to these different classes. You get to be in the same space as the exhibitors and learn right there. And the topics are vast. So they're going to cover everything from lighting, composition, design, uh, like image capture, retouching, storage, uh, my favorite thing, better promotion of yourself and your work. And this will set the scene to expand your industry network and connections with peers and other creative leaders. I know a lot of wedding photographers listen, but no matter what your specialty is, if you're a wedding photographer, if you're a portrait photographer, if you're a videographer, like you're going to gain access to a full spectrum of technical and tactical knowledge to put into action. I say this all the time on the podcast, but your competition continues to elevate. Take the time to invest into yourself, into your craft, and your business will thank you for it. All right? So this event, it's Photo Plus, okay? Photo Plus is going to be 2019, October 24th through the 26th. Photo Plus 2019, October 24th through the 26th at Javits Convention Center, New York, New York. All right, this is what you need to know. Pay attention. You need to go to this website, photoplusexpo.com, and then use the promo code, all capitals on this promo code, six figure, S-I-X, F-I-G-U-R-E, six figure. Spell it that six, you guys. All right, so photoplusexpo.com, P-H-O-T-O, expo, E-X-P-O. I'm sorry, photoplusexpo, P-H-O-T-O, plus, P-L-U-S, expo, E-X-P-O.com. Use the promo code six figure and you will get registration for free. It's a no-brainer. I will see you guys there. If you're gonna attend, do me a favor, DM me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know that you're attending. You use this code to get the free access to it. And I can't wait to see you guys there. At that note, let's get back to the show. So if we're feeling stuck, right? You know, right now, I imagine most people are probably feeling pretty in in regards to like the calendar year uh, for wedding photographers, at least in the Midwest, you know, we're just beginning to ramp up. You know, yeah. so probably people are probably feeling pretty okay, but maybe you're in a different, you know, side of the country. <laughs> maybe yeah. you're listening to this and it's, uh, you just got through just like a crazy intense period in your life, a crazy intense season, you know, and you need to inject, uh, some of that creative focus. You need to inject, uh, some of that joy back into the process. Yeah. Do you have, uh, you know, uh, some advice or, or, or a challenge to people, uh, maybe something uh, for them to consider, something to do. Well, Ben, read my book, and then I think that question will be answered. But seriously, I think, it, you know, as far as a challenge, here's what I would say. Make a short list of, of those things that are really a burning passion for you. And if it's within your business, awesome but it might be a little bit outside of the business and make sure that you're pursuing those things. So before we started recording, you asked me, you know, how come I started writing books? Um, And the answer to that is I actually had that on my bucket list 30 years ago and finally found quote the time I'm, or I should say more accurately, I made the time to start writing because I always wanted to do it. And I think most of us have those things in our mind. There's something, you know, some 
photo essay or some set of skills that you want to acquire. You know, if you're a wedding photographer, you really want to get into doing landscapes or you're a landscape photographer and you really want to get into portraiture, whatever it is, there's that next step that you're dying to get into. Well, make sure you do it. Put some time towards that because that's what's going to keep your fire going. That's what's going to get you, you know, out of any burnout. And I think that's so important. You brought up a really uh, a, a great point that maybe uh, just brought back a, an old memory of mine. So, Mark, prior to uh, being a professional photographer, I used to be uh, a professional longboarder, right? So uh, I used to work for um, – there's a couple companies that sponsored me, um, loaded boards, orangutan wheels, and I would uh, skate for them, produce videos – uh, all that kind of stuff. I'd shoot videos. I'd be in them. It was great. It was a ton of fun. But oh, one amazing. of the um, one of the big takeaways from being a part of that team was if you were going to be a part of the the loaded team, right? That you had to also be pursuing other things outside huh. skateboarding. They wanted they they knew that the best skateboarders were also good people mm-hmm. and, and we're also kind of, uh, um, that, that creative itch was also being scratched elsewhere and, and yeah. it made you a better rider. It, it did. Cause you, you weren't all in, you weren't, you know, uh, I'm not sure what the, the, there's this word that I'm thinking of. Um, you weren't like, well, here we go. Let's go skateboard. You didn't just have one trick, <laughs> right. you know, like you were multidisciplinary and it, and it, and it actually, uh, it was one of the rules. It's, it's how they actually think I had such a good team of, of riders. Um, anyhow, I, so yeah, I totally agree that it's like, I think it's like, maybe you don't take pictures. Maybe you go and, and maybe totally keep it in the same vein. Maybe you work on start oil painting or watercolors or, or, uh, or writing. How about this for following right up in that? One of the people that I interviewed is Aaron Cairo. If you haven't seen his channel, it's called Braille skateboarding. He's got 4 million subscribers and I interviewed him. Now it's interesting because my son happened to be his sidekick and did all the video production for him. And he became a kind of a star in his own right. He actually had the hashtag skate God, (laughs) (laughs) but Aaron. So right to this point, Ben, I asked Aaron how he got his, creative juices flowing. And he said, it's, it really comes down to watching a lot of films that had nothing to do often with skateboarding at all. And, or he would look at skateboarding videos to see what other people were doing and how they were doing and how this guy was doing a trick completely different than anybody else. And what was the unique thing in that? But a lot of times he said, it was just like even watching horror films which isn't my genre of choice, but for him, this worked. that something would spark and trigger. And I think this is really important not to get so fixed and stuck in our area, our chosen area that we kind of remain, you know, it gets to be kind of rigid. Yes. You got to break out of that and you got to look at other stuff because you never know where the inspiration is going to come from. It just, it can come from something completely unexpected. Totally agree with that. And, you know, this is another, another idea came to mind with this too, is that, 
you know, so often we get in our patterns, we get in our set ways of doing things, right? It's like the same way of shooting, you know, the dress every single time, wedding photographers, right? The same way of, of the same exact lens, the same F-stop for every environment, every situation. Um, but even within business, it's like, well, this is how we've priced our stuff for the last two years and uh, we're just going to keep doing it that way. Um, or this is how we've gotten clients, you know? And I think um, for us at Style & Story, that's our wedding photography studio here, change is a part of our strategy, right? Like the actual seeking out of opportunities to change and evolve and to test ideas. And so maybe it's, it's, it, maybe it's that too. It's yeah. like push yourself. This is actually, Mark, this is a reason that um, we switched to Fuji. We switched to Fuji because we wanted, we wanted actually to introduce a couple limitations into, mm. uh, to break our patterns, right? And to be, to be pretty like, uh, uh, ruthless with it, you know, like right. we're going to, we're going to switch up our, our camera system and, uh, and, and it introduced a whole new set of challenges, a whole new way of thinking and really pushed us to become better. Um, and that may be something, you know, for, uh, for you, if you're listening is to change it up, switch up the things that are, are, you know, test some other, test some other ideas out, test some other techniques out, try a different lens, shoot at F 5.6, see what happens. <laughs> you know, uh, you might be surprised what can occur. Hey, I'm releasing a video this week about shooting at a 10th of a second. Yeah. Video, video at a 10th of a second. Cause we all know, Hey, the sacred cow of videos, you got to shoot at a 50th of a second. Turns out that's BS. You can shoot it all over the place and it has all sorts of advantages because you're going to show motion. You're going to get a kind of a dreamy look to it. Anyway, you're right. Change things up. Don't just keep doing the same old thing because you're going to get bored. And, and that boredom is the worst thing. Yeah. Because again, you can't fake your way through boredom. You, you, you have, it's going to come across. <laughs> People are going to hear it or see it or look at you. You know, there, there's going to be that tinge to it that just doesn't feel right. So if you're like doing what you're saying, you know, changing up your equipment or changing the way you shoot or whatever it is, that's going to reflect in your whole overall business and how people respect you and see you. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, I want to switch gears for a second because, you know, you've been, you talk a lot about visualization in the book uh, and that being kind of like a, a, a fundamental stage in the creation process. And I'm curious, you know, even as we're, as we're talking about these different ideas of, of changing stuff up or trying something new or, or um, uh, uh, even just taking the time, creating time, uh, making time uh, to kind of push yourself where does visualization kind of fall into that? You know, cause I think a lot of times, yeah. so I'm an oil painter as well. Look, I, I, I've done, a, I've done a few things. So I'm a classically trained oil painter. That's what Amazing. my uh, degree was in is like figurative, classically trained oil master techniques, right? Old master techniques. And, um, I'm, you know, there's, there's a lot of times that you, you, you set aside time, you create time, you make time, right? To do yeah. something creative. All right, here we go. I listened to this damn podcast, and Mark said that you know, you know, being creative is 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 a business strategy, and I should be intentional. And I've made time, and and so I've got this blank canvas in front of me. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now what? Shoot, <laughs> you know, or or you you get a model, and you're gonna go out and into a field and shoot some stuff, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, is, is this what you're talking about with actually being able to visualize what it is that you're gonna produce? 
Yes. But there's a step two that's really important in terms of visualization. And by the way, visualization carries along through the entire creative process, including visualizing your brand, visualizing where is it you want to go with your career. But let's go back to just your, your you know, shooting photographs. So yes, you do need to visualize that photograph. Ansel Adams said the whole key to a photograph is visualization. Now, how do you, okay, so you get to the blank canvas thing. So what, what's your inspiration for that visualization? And that's where studying classical art is phenomenal, hmm. as you know. Yeah. Those guys really had this stuff figured out. Let's, let's face it. They knew how to frame. They knew how to, how to light. They knew how to compose. So one of the things in my previous book on composition, I, I came across the idea that there was really a big disconnect between classical painting and photography, but photography just grew out of painting. Right. I mean, if you're quite literally, it's like, you know, yeah, the camera quite was used, I think first to like, as a way to like, create the outlines for paintings it's like the way to transfer exactly. the the visual of the model to the canvas yeah as a it really it was a pictorial means to to then use for your painting yeah. but the thing is if you study those artists and it doesn't have to be just the classical artist bob holmes who i have a whole bunch of videos with his inspiration happens to be modern art and the thing is, if you go to a museum regularly, you kind of load up your bin, your visual library with ideas and take some notes and go out and try those things. That's really one way to keep your visualization muscles kind of like flexed and, and in good shape. Yeah. And sometimes just watching a movie. I mean, I've seen movies with incredible cinematic, you know, shots. And I think, wow, that that could work really well for a still photograph too. The thing I'm so like, it's constantly kind of you know filling your filling your life up with those creative moments really helps you visualize. I think I like about what you're saying too, Mark, is all the ideas, all the things that you're referencing are things that are outside of you know we we were talking about you know photography for example. They're outside of of the industry that you're in, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's go the route of a wedding photographer. You know, I, I would not recommend to hop on Instagram searching hashtag wedding photography or to go to, you know, a looks like film group and to start devouring through their content. Cause I think the, and look, you can do this, but I think that there's great, um, you get all the benefits by looking elsewhere, uh, without some of the negatives. And I think some of the negatives that we run into is, um, we start comparing, we start beating ourselves up, we start yeah. looking at other people's work and then either A, it, become, it can become a direct copy or it can just become a, you I know, suck. A, I suck, <laughs> woe is me. And so yeah. I, I love encouraging people to, to get influence and to get creative ideas from, look, let's stay in photography, fine. So if you're a wedding photographer, go look at fashion photography, yeah. right? Or go look at senior portraits, or or like you totally. said, go to the old masters, go to the the classical, you know, um, oil painters, and and uh, watch a movie, you know, and 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 see what comes to you in those ways. Um, that would be Joey Allen, who is this phenomenal photographer. And if you're not familiar with him, Google What's him. What's his name again? Joey L. Okay. Joey Lawrence, but he goes by Joey L. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Joey. Yeah, 
So Joey's whole inspiration was the classical painters. You know, he you look at his lighting, it's just right out of Rembrandt. Yep, Chiaroscuro. Yeah. And or Caravaggio, you know, he he pulled from that and put that right into his portraiture. It's kind of amazing. It's awesome. So yeah, and I agree with you, Ben. It's like let's not say stay twenty four seven stuck in our own area you know, whatever that is, whether it's wedding photography or portraiture, landscape, whatever your, whatever it is, break out of that and look beyond that and try to get inspiration from other areas. And this is the great thing about music. You know, it's like you just even listening to music or, or, or it's funny, I was immediately the visual visualization that came to mind for me is just watching skateboarding, you know, and what, what creativity yeah. can come from that. Or, you know, my four-year-old girl, she, uh, she just had a ballet recital and maybe it's performance, maybe it's theater, you know, that, that there's some form of, of, of expression that comes from that, that, that ignites something in you. So Dogtown and Z boys, that was one of my favorite all time movies. You've seen that, right? I it's actually a- have not seen that. You've got to watch it. Okay. That's a great movie. Not the not the commercial version of it, but they did like a documentary one. Yeah, the orig- original one was Dogtown Z Boys, and uh, it's just, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peralta, yep. um, Tracy, Casey. Yeah. Anyway, I'm forgetting his his name, but he did a fantastic job with it. But that to me was an inspiration. It had nothing to do with my photography, but it just inspired me the way he could take these still photographs, for instance, instead of just doing the kind of the normal Ken Burns type of fact. Yeah. He completely changed it up and it was awesome. Just things you see other people do sometimes, just something really simple and you go, that's cool. I could use that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's Stacy, Stacy Peralta. Stacy Peralta. Yeah, thank we you. were so close. Okay. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Stacy. Oh, good. So I'd I'd love to I'd love to end by talking about I think what one of the things you know we've just been talking about finding resources and and finding inspiration from art around us but I think one of the greatest inspirations is just relationally it's like the people that are connected to us the people in our yeah. world um, and how we can calibrate uh, not calibrate <laughs> uh, 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 Sometimes we want to calibrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wish what, we could, right? What's the, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of when you uh, work with people together on a thing? Collaborate. Collaborate. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. It's yeah, kind of like sig- a, my sigma cold mind right now. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I need it. Yeah. This medicine's getting to me. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I'd love to talk about, talk about that a little bit more for, I, for the people yeah. who are, uh, for the solopreneurs, right? Because I think that, you know, there's, there are people who are listening and they have their buddies. They, maybe they have their, their team. You know, I, I myself, you know, I've got a team here. We've got four of us mm-hmm. and every day. We, we get to get in the office and make stuff together and give feedback. And for That's a lot cool. of solopreneurs, you know, they're having to wait for the next conference or wait for the next workshop to, to really connect with people in a real way. And so, right. Do you have, um, yeah, do you have any thoughts on that, that kind of process of, yeah. of uh, uh, collaborating? Well, there's always somebody you can collaborate with. And I feel that it's really the heart of creativity is collaboration. And I found like, one of the things I really enjoyed moving from still photography to video is there's so many points of collaboration because, you know, you've got somebody who you need help with in your music, you know? you collaborate with them or they're 
or they're going to do a motion graphics intro for you, let's say, and you collaborate with them. But you don't have to collaborate with people that you have employed necessarily. You can you can find people in your community and just somehow work out a, a point of collaboration. I do that all the time. I love to pick other people's brains. Like Aaron Cairo, I, I, I wanted to kind of re-energize my YouTube channel. And here he is. He's got 4 million subscribers. And we had a conversation about what's working for you, Aaron? What, what do you recommend? And, you know, he gave me some really good recommendations. Now, I'm not going to necessarily work with him, but that's still a form of collaboration. Because we're all trying, at the end of the day, people of goodwill are all trying to succeed. And people of goodwill will help you succeed, too. You know, the ones you want to stay away from, I write about in the book, are the vampires. Mm. The people that try to shoot you down, the negative, the, the haters and the trolls. And, you know, stay away from those people and work with the people that you really feel like when you're in their company, something improves. But there's lots of different ways to find those people that you can collaborate with. It might be a friend on the other side of the country. And I have friends like that, that I talk to all the time. They're thousands of miles away, but we're sharing our successful actions. You know, they're telling me, Hey, I just tried this. And I say, I tried that. And you know, here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Yeah. It's really important. So that, that, that's an easy way for us you know, somebody who's doing it solo to, to definitely make sure you're collaborating all the time. Have you ever, um, have you ever worked in, in regards to like, um, uh, a mastermind community or, or organized one of just people who are, you know, they're passionate about, um, a like-minded idea and, and kind of creating that type of, uh, space to come together. I have, I have, as a matter of fact, in, <laughs> in a previous life, in my <laughs> career, I, ran a very successful consulting company in Silicon Valley. And um, as part of that, I ran a, a kind of a, a mastermind group with entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley where we'd get together on a regular basis and share ideas. Hmm. And it was w the way the format worked was we'd always have one person sort of giving uh, the key, the key talk for that, let's say they were an hour and a half. So they would talk for maybe 30 minutes and then we just kind of riff off, off of it. We discuss what was going on. And part of that program that was really successful was that people could share their problems and other people jump in and say, Hey, I've got well, the way I figured that out was let's say it's a hiring problem. You know, where do I find good people? And somebody comes in and says, Hey, look, this is what I've been doing lately. And it's really worked out well. So that kind of mastermind group um, definitely is is can be really successful, and it could be on a creative side or it could be on a business side. Doesn't really matter either way. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's like what we're talking about today. It's like it's all overlapping. It's like the business is creative, the creative is business. It's like exactly. it is. It's all one. There's there's very little segmentation. Actually, when you get into it, you know, I think when you're starting out, it all feels so separate. The business feels like such a separate thing that I've got to focus on the business and the creative feels like such a separate thing. But once you get in the trenches, like you've been in for decades, it's like, actually, this is just all one. This is, it I've is. been trying to separate it. It's like, you've been resisting it. And, and the, 
the potential, the opportunity that can come from allowing it all to flow. Uh, I I think that's where it gets really exciting. I think that's when it gets really wild. Um, Mark, this has been awesome. So where can people check out your book, Create? Where can people find you online and hit you up uh, once they're done taking all this in uh, for a little bit more direction, inspiration? Well, the easiest thing to do is just head over to my website. So that's Silber, and Silber is spelled with a B like Bravo, S-I-L-B-E-R studios.com, Silber Studios. And from there, you'll see the books, links to my YouTube, my social media. That's the easiest way to get there. But if you go to Amazon, you can go to any of the major you know, platforms, Barnes & Noble and the Indie sites or whatever, and just search by my name, you'll, you'll pull up not just this book, but my previous books as well. So it's Mark, M-A-R-C, Silber. You can search on Amazon and you'll, you'll find me that way or Barnes & Noble. It's awesome. And same thing on YouTube. If you type in Mark Silber, you'll find my YouTube videos. So it's basically under my name. Perfect. Mark, thank you so much. Thank you for creating this content, for writing it, for getting these ideas out of your mind and onto paper for the rest of us to consume, to be inspired by, to take action on. Uh, we're grateful for people who, who really paved the way and lead this industry. So thank you so much for being on the show and continue to express your ideas. And thank you, Ben, for having me. It's been my pleasure. I really enjoy talking with you. Wonderful. You guys, thank you for listening uh, to today's episode. This is stuff, I, you know, we said it, but there's, there's very little separation. There's so little separation between having a thriving uh, a creative business, a thriving business, and enjoying the process, enjoying the work, actually creating uh, creating art. And I say art in a way, probably lowercase a, <laughs> art and, and not like this pious sense, art and just like a, a you created something, it brought joy to you and the people that you're connected with, to your clients. It made their lives better. It solved their problems. There's so little uh, 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 disconnect from these things. And I I really want to encourage you guys to check out his book, create, if this is something you're feeling burnt out, if this is something that you're, you're starting to, to lose your interest in the process, um, do yourself a favor, uh, check out Mark's YouTube channel, check out this book, create, uh, and I don't think you'll be disappointed. You guys, thank you so much for listening today and we'll see you on the next episode of the six figure photography podcast until then. Bye now. Bye.